This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mount Rushmore shows and stupid poll questions, you've chosen the wrong sports radio show. Expect more. Live from Atlanta, it's the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, and and now, top of the hour, we'll give you our poll question of the hour. Answer it on Twitter and tell us uh, who's the best quarterback in the NFL, right? No, we don't do that crap on this show, i got to tell you. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you want the ability to adjust your loan options in real time, Rocket can. We appreciate you being a part of the show. Tell your family, tell your friends. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, We're going to have Braves General Manager Alex Anthopoulos joining us live inside the bubble in Arlington, where the World Series will be. So we'll talk to Braves GM and president, I should say, and president, Alex Anthopoulos coming up. Imagine that, Anthony. You're hired to be the general manager of a sports franchise, and within two seasons, you're promoted to president and general manager. Yeah, your, annual, well. your annual review had to be doing pretty well. I mean, really, seriously. Had to be doing pretty, you had to do a pretty good job if you had that. You get promoted to president. Works out well. Our toll-free line will be open for you all hour, too, at 855-212-4CBS. Toll-free line sponsored by GEICO. You want to know what's really scary? Seeing how much you could have been saving on car insurance if you had just made the switch to GEICO. It's going to keep you up at night, so make the switch to GEICO and start saving today. Got to love it. Got to love it. We're live at the Rocket Mortgage Studios. You want to adjust your loan options in real time? Rocket Ken. Looking forward to a big final hour of the show with you today. We'll talk to Braves GM and President Alex Anthopoulos and more. Uh, we have now the Tennessee Titans consistently. Look, it's a problem. It's a problem. You've got one franchise that continually has screwed this thing up, and it's the Tennessee Titans. And right now, I don't know what you do. And the only thing that would be fair, and Anthony, this gets brought up by Steve on social media. Steve says, how could you have the Tennessee Titans forfeit all the rest of their games and count the games they've already won? I don't know. Do you rule a franchise ineligible for the whole year and give everybody a win? Could that be? I mean... Could that end up being the, 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 the option that has to be moved on from there? I don't know. I don't know what you do. How this all comes together. 
I appreciate you being a part of the show, though. And obviously, we will wait and see what happens with the New England Patriots and otherwise. There is uh, talk that the Patriots, with a, another positive test in their organization this morning, have said they may decide not to play tomorrow. That they could decide not to play. That's fine. You decide not to play, that is a forfeit. There's another other option. Don't tell me anything else. That is a forfeit. If you decide not to play, well, we had another positive test. Patriots players may be scared to play or afraid to play. Shouldn't use the word. They're afraid to play. They're nervous. That's fine. You decide not to play. If you make that decision, you are in turn doing exactly what I said. You are forfeiting. You're making the decision not to play. That is a forfeit. That is different than the league shutting you down. That is you making the decision not to play. If the Patriots make that decision, I'll have all the respect in the world for somebody making a decision, standing by it, and taking the consequences. What I won't have is a team that would say, we're not playing. We want everybody else just to rearrange their schedules and everything. We don't want to play today, but we want everybody else to rearrange their schedules around us. That don't fly. Not at all. Your opinion, I'd welcome it at 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. Did you see how much money Major League Baseball franchises have lost because of this season? Each club hosting just 30 games, no fans in the stands. It's unbelievable. So they checked out what were the projected reasons and cost of attendance and what were the results. Major League Baseball teams lost more than five Billion with a B. Major League Baseball teams lost more than $5 billion in revenue. The Phillies, for instance, in this one report from Business Sports Business Journal, lost an estimated $186 million this year. The Yankees lost $437 million dollars in lost game day revenue. And the Phillies, as I pointed out to you, who lost 186, they were still on the top five or six teams. So this is, I mean, this is absolutely creative. I mean, cre- uh, uh, not, not, not going to take, it's going to take creative business, creative financing to make up these losses. How do you do it? How do you make up for this, for this lost revenue? And more importantly, how do you expect your team to be able to compete in the future when they're taking on losses like this? Well, a team like the Yankees should probably be able to do that. Other franchises, maybe they're not going to be able to handle these losses as well and be able to dig themselves out of it. Not everybody is the Tampa Bay Rays. Not everybody is the Rays able to do more with less. Trevor in Connecticut joins us here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Trevor, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad to hear your voice again, personally. I've, I've missed you on radio. I'm glad to hear you back. I'm used to listening to you on Eagle. I'm driving down the Eagle games all the time. So, Love let's it. Just talk to the Eagles. 
What's your thoughts on the Eagles this week get, covering that plus seven? I always get the Steelers battle PA games are pretty wild. And how's it? Is a, the Dolphins Niners a good under? It's uh, the under's at fifty one right now. Uh, first of all, I've been such a horrible person with gambling advice this year. I would tell you to run from anything that I say. Woof. Just being honest. Just being Woof. honest. Yeah, it's been terrible. Absolutely terrible. But what I will also say to you is, is that I think the Eagles have an excellent shot today. Okay. Excellent shot. I really do. I think they have an excellent shot today. And I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about winning the game, too. That they have an awesome shot to win the game. Uh, I like Pittsburgh. I don't like who, who Pittsburgh has played. And if you look, they have fattened up on really bad teams. Really bad teams. So I think that that's something to look forward to. Thank you for calling, though, today. And I appreciate you being a part of the show. 855-212-4CBS if you want to get in with us here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. I reached out to my buddy Jay Feely from CBS Sports. He's been in Nashville for like five days getting ready for a game that he thought was going to be today. And this morning he was supposed to interview the coaches and the players uh, starting around 9 o'clock this morning. And Jay did know, not know the status of any of that. He didn't know the status of being able to pull off those interviews and whether that was going. So we will also keep an eye on that part of the story. Uh, it's gonna, it, look, it's really wild. And this is an evolving story in the way this is going. But I can tell you, absolutely crazy. Uh, the question is, can you shut down a business? The answer is no. The answer is you don't. You don't shut down. You have to make sure that you take care of business and that you don't, you, you don't, just, you don't just say, hey, we're done. We're done. We're shutting this down. We can't handle this anymore. This is a mess. There are certain teams that have... It's, it's very easy to say, and a gentleman here, uh, Stanley. Thank you, Stanley. Uh, checking in. Listen to the show for a long time. Stanley's saying, it's clear. There are a couple franchises that are not doing the right things. I'm going to tell you, Stanley, I don't believe the Patriots are in that mix. I think the Patriots potentially got exposed because of the fact that they were exposed to a team that hadn't done the right things. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. It's absolutely crazy to look at this. The Patriots may have been put into a bad situation. But for the Tennessee Titans, shut them down. If you don't have adults in the room, you don't have adults in the organization that don't know how to handle a situation that other people know how to handle, shut them down. It's what you got to do. I mean, really, this is the way, this is the way that, that we got to do things here. It's really bad. The Tennessee Titans are an example of mismanagement. And again, you're asking adults to be adults. What are you asking in the world of college football? You're asking young men to be adults. Do you remember all the stories, Anthony, back in August? Do you remember when we were talking about college football coming back and we would have the people that would call and say, wait till the students get back on campus. When the students get back on campus, 
The emergency rooms are going to be overrun. How many deaths is it going to take for them to say this was stupid to bring people back? None of that happened. None of that happened. The fear-mongering was just that. It was fear-mongering. None of that happened. And you've had teams, and you've had schools, and you've had situations where they've had to say, okay, we need to, we need to really do our best here and make sure that we change some of what we're doing. Change some of the tactics. Change some of the protocols. Do you remember when Clemson had over 30-something positive tests at once? Texas? LSU? I'm just rattling off the programs that have had it. Do you remember what's happened with those franchises, with those college programs? They survived, and they're thriving, and they worked their way through it. And we're asking young men, we're asking college-age guys to flat-out behave themselves. Guys, we need you to behave yourself. We need you to do what we're asking you to do for a short period of time. And when an NFL team can't do it in Tennessee, but college kids can do it, that's an indictment on a franchise. Jonathan in South Carolina joins us. Jonathan's on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. How are you, Jonathan? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Just wanted to ask a question about that money situation you were talking about. Yes. They lost $4 billion. Five five billion across Major League Baseball projected losses. Uh, uh, My question is, what did they actually make? Did you know, you know like through they, the they made TV five they stuff. made five billion less than they would have? Yeah, but what did they actually make? You know, did they have a banner year or you know? No, they didn't have a banner year. They made they lost. Baseball teams projecting to lose minimum of five billion dollars in revenue. That is a catastrophic loss, all due to the fact is, what do you do in baseball? You sell tickets, you sell beers, you sell parking, you sell T-shirts, you sell hats, you sell the game day experience. None of that happened this year. Not one fan going into a stadium. And that is, that is a $5 billion loss, which then, there, there's no way. I mean, that's a terrible year. That's a crippling year. And honestly, not many, not many businesses or otherwise could ever survive it. All you have to do, thanks for your call. All you have to do is look at Anthony. I saw the video the other day. It was from Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, within blocks of where Good Morning America is in Times Square. And how many businesses had plywood up or still had the gates up on their windows? Yeah, sad. Still had, I mean, tourism is gone, right? Right now, right now. And hopefully it comes back. You know how much I love Manhattan. Yeah, we just learned this week that Broadway is going to be shut down now until May of 2021. I mean, these obviously is crippling to Manhattan. It's crippling. That's part of the travel, part of the part of the dining. Are you eating? And and they're not eating in yet, right? Or are they? Now they are. Now they are. So now you can go in and you can eat for the time being. Until they decide. There's been been threats that. uh, We could be closing up shop in certain locations if the trends continue to go the way they are. One of the brightest executives that I've ever known in any professional sport 
is the man I've gotten to know in Atlanta running the Braves organization as president and general manager, Alex Anthopoulos. He's very candid. He's a great guy to talk baseball with. And he's going to join us next from inside the bubble as we preview the National League Championship Series and the state of baseball altogether. Coming your way next. It's the John Kincaid Show. Thanks for being aboard here on CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. Welcome back to the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. The CBS Major League Baseball at CBS was the best theme. I love this. Let this play, Anthony, a little bit. Just soak it in. This was such a great theme. It got you ready for postseason baseball. And in a year where people told you it couldn't happen, Major League Baseball is down to its final four. An American League Championship Series that begins tonight between the Rays and the Houston Astros. And tomorrow... It'll be the Dodgers and the Braves in the National League Championship Series in Arlington, Texas. And the president, general manager of the Atlanta Braves, joins us on the show now, Alex Anthopoulos. How do you like that musical entry, Alex? That was you a great what? thing. I got to tell you, I thought the same thing. I was like, wow, I haven't heard that in a long oh. time. It, de- it definitely starts to pump you up for the playoffs and for the CS and, and, and everything else. So it's definitely nice to hear. Are you, you've never been in a bubble before, have you? No, this is a first. What's, what is it like? Can you take us inside the bubble and tell us as much as you can about how it's different than being on the road in normal times? Yeah, so I'd say this. I'd say baseball overall has done a fantastic job. I think um, they understand that players obviously have – this is very – this is a huge change for them, and <clears throat> I think they've done everything that they can to make sure everything's going as smoothly as, as it can. But it's not, um, you know, I, I think the perception sometimes that it's this really challenging process and so on. It's still, you're still staying in fantastic hotels. Uh, I think you're doing a great job with food and things like that. And you know, I'd say the biggest challenge for us was, was, was more when we, when we were in Atlanta and we had to quarantine in, our, in the team hotel connected to the ballpark you know, a week prior to the, to the playoffs having started. And that was a little bit of a challenge. But once you start traveling and you're on, you're on the road, you're staying at the hotel, you're still getting on the team bus when it's time to go to the ballpark. Um, you're having a lot of your meals at the hotel, some at the ballpark. The downtime and the idle time, that's the part that maybe some guys were during the season, they'll go walk around the city and so on and things like that. But they've done things like games rooms and still there's, a, there's paths to walk and do certain things. So uh, I don't even want to say it's not that bad because th- there's no bad to this. Um, you're just not as free as you would be during the season, but all things considered, I think it's gone very well. You're a guy who came, obviously, to the Atlanta Braves organization via Toronto and then the Dodgers. So you know your opponent in the National League Championship Series very well. A couple years ago, and I said this to you before, I thought it looked like the Braves weren't ready for that stage against the Dodgers. How much more ready are they this time around to face what is appearing to be the juggernaut of baseball and the Dodgers? Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think when we got there in 2018 against them, it was, one, it was a bit of a surprise that we won the division and made the playoffs. The team had lost 90 games three years in a row, had been in a rebuild, and then things came together for us. Uh, but we were still light, especially in that 2018 series. They had so much power, and we just were not stacked up that way. Our bullpen wasn't as strong. Our bench certainly was not as strong. 
we just we had some great players and some great talent, but they were just so deep across the board. And I think now it's been three years since that time. I definitely think we've closed the gap quite a lot. Um, I think learning from that series in 2018, we started to beef up the offense, and then we added Josh Donaldson last year, and we added Ozuna this past year to have that depth. And the bullpen, we obviously made a priority as well. So I definitely think this is going to be a great series. They're a great club, uh, but there's definitely a different mindset and an attitude that we definitely could win this thing. The way you built the Braves and the way you and your staff put together this Braves roster (laughs) – would you have ever built a team like that 10 years ago with the same philosophy? No, because I think it's, it's born out of failing. And born out of failing meaning, um, you know, 2015 with Toronto, we had what I thought was one of the best teams in baseball, definitely a, a World Series caliber team. Our run differential was 220, 230, whatever it may have been. Um, <clears throat> we had one of our best, best uh, bullpen arms, Brett Cecil at the time, go down um, in our first round against the Rangers. And it was a huge loss for us. And I think we lost to the Royals. It was a huge part of it, not having him available. Last year, uh, Chris Martin went down against the, the Cardinals for us, and he's one of our better relievers as well. And we ultimately had to put Max Fried in the bullpen and leave him in the bullpen. And you learn from that the importance of bullpens and that depth. And if we're one reliever away, one reliever being hurt away from it all falling apart, I didn't do my job as a GM, and we're not, deep, we're not deep, deep, deep enough. And then, you know, the last piece is, just seeing how hard it is to, to score runs in the playoffs and the lack of power that we had here up and down the lineup. Um, that's something that over time I just learned about and started to put a lot more dollars into that. It was projected this morning by the business journals that uh, baseball franchises across the board due to no fans probably lost in excess of $5 billion. Is there going to be a shoe to drop for franchises across baseball, in your opinion, in years to come as far as how they're able to go about business because don't they have to make up some of that revenue in future years? Yeah, look, that's obviously been talked about across all sports, certainly the economy. There's just such an unknown right now. There's no doubt the loss of revenues across the the game in 2020 speaks for themselves. Without fans, fans are a huge part of uh, the revenue that we do generate and so on. In terms of being able to recover and things like, like that, you know, I, I'm not involved enough on the day-to-day on the business side of the operation, but we're, we will have some fans here uh, during the, these series. Obviously, you've seen some of the NFL teams uh, have had fans as well. And I'm optimistic and hopeful that next year, and I can tell you from my own, my own standpoint, our kids are back in school. And it's, I was leery and concerned about it, and it's been fantastic, and, and everything's gone for the most part, has, has gone well. So to try to delve into 21, 22, 23, it's hard to say, but there's absolutely no doubt everyone has suffered significant losses in 2020. Okay, now, when I look at the managers that are left in Major League Baseball, you know, battling this out, Brian Sit- Snicker sort of stands out. And I've known Brian Snicker since I arrived in Atlanta in the mid-'90s. I, this is a guy who waited his turn, a baseball lifer, you decided when you took over a franchise that you stayed the course when a lot of other general managers and now club presidents might have said, we need the new age guy. How has Snitker managed to evolve and succeed and thrive? I'd say the biggest thing is, from his standpoint, humility is huge. He knows what he doesn't know. When I came in, I didn't know Brian at all. Never met him. I didn't know a whole lot about him other than, like you said, he was a longtime Braves employee. And he has no ego, and he's willing to learn and willing to get better. And he also trusts his staff 
and he trusts the front office as well. And what he does have is tremendous feel, uh, tremendous way to handle the clubhouse, handle the players, works well with the, with, the, with the front office as well. But he does let the coaches coach. And he manages the game clearly, but he'll let everyone do their jobs. That he empowers them. And it's been a good dynamic and a good vibe. And we've been able to blend, really, the old and the new. And it's led to a lot of su- success for us. You got a lot of young pitching you're leaning on in this postseason, and to have four out of five games end up in a shutout is sort of stupidly um, absurd. I mean, can you can you can can you win this series with pitching? Can pitching win you the National League Championship Series? I think it can. Look, there's no doubt. Um, Max Fried was having a Cy Young caliber season uh, before he had missed a little time on the IL and um, and, and came back. Ian Anderson's still young. Obviously, the stuff is very good. If this had been a six-month season, I'm sure he would have had some bumps in the road along the way. But the stuff and the poise is certainly there. And Kyle Wright's a top-five pick, and the talent's always been there for him. So at any point in time, the right day, we've had times where we faced frontline starters. We beat them up. We've had other times that we faced back-end starters, and they would basically shut us down. So anything can happen, as we know, in, in the playoffs. Um, if you would have told me that, you know, we were going to win that Red Series and the Marlins Series and put up as many zeros as, as we did, I would have been shocked and, and surprised. But once guys start doing it more than once, and we saw this during the season as well, you really start to believe. So, um, And I do think we haven't seen the best of our offense yet. And we're going to be streaky. We're going to swing and miss. But I still think there's a huge gear in our offense that we, we, we still can put up a lot of runs. So um, I, the whole series for me can go a lot of ways, but – I would not be surprised to see our rotation to continue to do a great job. Being a fan of the sport, I can tell you that watching baseball postseason is the most excruciating. I think of any, of any sport that I've ever rooted for teams in, it's excruciating. Every single inning is, is sort of on edge, nail-biting. It's just there. Do you have fun watching, or is it just as painful for an executive? Just as painful. I think that's the perfect <laughs> word. Excruciating is such a... Perfect word for this because it's, uh, you know, and like you said, and it's, it's every pitch and every moment and every play. And you start to, everything is so magnified, right? You're looking at it, okay, we have game one. You're just locked in on 27 outs. 27 outs one way or the other. Uh, if you don't cash in runners, you don't do certain things, you make an error. You just figure in the postseason it's going to come back to haunt you. So it's tough. It's a grind. I mean, I could tell you um, we were game two against Miami, so the way we were set up, um, at Minute Maid Park is all the everyone that's quarantining and in the bubble and so on. You're in these, these areas suite. So myself and the Marlins, we're pretty close. And going into the ninth inning, um, I walk out to the to basically the concourse area, and I see the GM in Miami there, and he's basically just kind of smiling at me. I said, I can't watch. And uh, ninth <laughs> inning, you need three outs, and he just kind of kind of smiled. And I just needed to go for a walk. Um, because you're that much on edge, you know how important it is. You know how much it, every game counts and every out counts. Now you don't have now you don't have me scrutinizing you on a daily basis either. It's got to feel a little bit easier. You can breathe easier in Atlanta at least. <laughs> so easy, so easy now. <laughs> Alex, love you, buddy, and I thank you for your time today. All right, John, really good. Alex Anthopoulos, Braves president and general manager, joining us here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. sing, hum, or recite almost every TV theme song. And he's actually proud of that. 
Go figure. Back to the J.K. Show on CBS Sports Radio. Denny Crane. Gosh, we have rewatched that on. Anthony, you never gave that. You're too young to have watched that in its first run. Boston Legal. Wayne I have Shatter. not watched it. Okay, it's on Amazon Prime if you want to watch it. We're, we're re-watching it. By the way, we've stumbled onto a new show, Anthony. And what is that? It was number nine this week on Netflix. Evil. It's a CBS show, but it was number nine on Netflix this week. I have to and look I said, at that. I'm not that? sure if I've uh, heard about that. It's called Evil. And I've only seen two episodes, but it's awesome. It is absolutely awesome. Thanks for joining us in the John K. Show. Got a lot of people on the phones that want to get in. But I'm going to first give you my putrid picks to get that out of the way because I stink. Awful. I smell out loud. It's time for J.K.'s Luscious Locks this NFL Sunday. I will continue to call them my putrid picks until I improve. I'm three and nine. I put the skull and crossbones up next to my picks this week. Take the Eagles plus seven at the Steelers. They're going to keep this one close, cosmetically close. Steelers will be a bit rusty. Eagles will be a bit desperate. I'll take the Eagles plus seven. I'll take the Falcons minus two at home. I know they're 0-4, and I know that the Panthers have played better ball. I have a feeling this one's going to be a lopsided Falcons victory. Lopsided. And I'll take the Browns minus one at home. Browns against the Colts. I'll take the Browns. I'll lay the point. Eagles plus seven, Falcons minus two, Browns minus one. Those are John Kincaid's putrid picks this week on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. Bill in Arkansas joins us. Bill, welcome to the show. How are you this morning? We got robbed, John. You did get robbed. The refs, the refs beat the Razorbacks. And for a fan base that had lost 20 consecutive games we didn't need that no you didn't need it and and look you got messed up you got messed up there a little bit but how excited are you now though with Razorback football well I'm I'm proud of our team but we should have won the game you should have you think you think it's a turning of the tide I mean look coach coach is a jolt of positive energy man that is a that is awesome news that is awesome but we are we to believe the officials don't know what a fumble is? I don't think they know. I, I really don't. I think that they they get so caught up in what an analysis is. They they don't. I don't think they know the rules. And Bill, don't worry about it. Appreciate your call. Don't worry about it. This wasn't a year where you were expected to do anything anyway. It's not like if you won that game, something was going to happen. Look, it's the beginning of something at Arkansas, and you should be pretty excited about it. Let's go to Iowa. Scott is in Iowa. Scott, what's going on? You're on the John Kincaid Show. Morning, Jonathan. How are you uh, doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Love listening to your show. But if you think the Eagles can beat the Steelers today, you drank something wrong this morning. I took the Eagles plus seven. But earlier you said they might win outright. Oh, no, I think they could win outright. Absolutely they could. If they can win at San Francisco, they can win at Pittsburgh. As a defense. No, no, no. We're going to swarm them. Big oh, that might happen. In the second it, half. It absolutely might shooters. happen. Yeah, well, that Ten could be. Shooters. All right. Take care, buddy. 
I don't even know why you have to watch the game. Listening to Scott, there's no need to even watch the game. Mitch in New Jersey joins us. Hi, Mitch. Good morning, John. Nice to talk to you. Thank you, I Mitch. It's inappropriate to expect a base with the expanse of Portland, Charlotte. But I, I, you know, a Dodger fan, this is going to be their year. Seen these two teams like like almost twenty five divisions in the last thirty years. Only one championship to ring. I think. Um, Clayton Kershaw gets the Dan Marino uh, label off his back. A lot of good players on okay. both teams. You got like um, you got like um, the young player Corey Seager, Cody Bellinger, yeah. and what what they on the college ball yesterday? Actually, two. Um, I wish had Ole Miss had beaten uh, Alabama. And can you call Kirby Smart to put in uh, JD Daniels? Come on, I want to see how George is, is playing great ball. But I want to see why do JD they need Daniels. why do they need I, JT Daniels? Because I don't know if it's. Uh, why do they need them? They're 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 dominating. They're doing they're doing fantastically well with. Hunt, I think they're still better. I think I think that I think he's that best quarterback. What he showed me at USC in his freshman year. Okay, I, think I mean that could happen, guy. but he hasn't. He first of all, he hasn't been healthy enough to earn the job yet. And more importantly, I'm not taking Stetson Bennett out. I'm thank you for your call. I'm not taking Stetson Bennett out. Why would I do that? When the Georgia offense is moving like that, why would you mess with it? Why would you screw up with that? Can't do it. 855-212-4CBS if you want to slip a phone call in later on in the show. 855-212-4CBS. Gentleman here giving a thumbs up to evil. He says, I'm watching it on Netflix too. He goes, this show is too good to be a network TV show. Wow. He likes it too. Very creepy. It is a very, it's a very creepy show. I've only seen two episodes of it, but it's extremely creepy. Uh, I've gotten lots of recommendations as we head out on the college tour route tomorrow. No more gentlemen's clubs, right? Yeah, the one that crazy is that, yes, where should I go to eat <laughs> in Tuscaloosa? And a truck driver tells me there's a great gentleman's club. I say, first of all, do you go to the gentleman's club for the food? I mean, uh, is that what you hear first? Oh, great food. You got to go to this gentleman's club. The women, not so good looking, but the food is fantastic. I mean, unbelievable. I'm on a college visit with my teenage daughter. All right, Anthony, is it a problem that I'm more excited for the college visit than she is even? And she's excited, but I'm even more excited. Why is that? I'm more, because I'm so excited for her to go through this process and to get to make a choice. This is the biggest choice she'll make in her life up to date, choosing where she goes. Now, she applied to a bunch of private schools in seventh grade, and we told her whichever one you liked the best, we we agreed that we we viewed the schools, we checked out the schools and said, any one of them that you get into, you make the choice. She chose her, her school. So we let her do that. Same thing goes with college. I'm like, Liv, you can ask my opinion on something, but I'm not going to tell you where to go. You go where you want to go. You go and blaze your own trail. I am so excited, though, because I'm going to be obnoxious dad the minute it happens. Wherever she ends up. I mean, the golf shirt, the T-shirt, the, the license plate frame. I mean, I'm going I'm to go all in. So this is like I'm being recruited on this visit. I don't know. What do you think we're going to like? Just gut instinct. What do you think we're going to like more, Alabama or Auburn? 
if you had a gut instinct, you haven't been on either campus, right? No, I have you not. Were thinking about, you were thinking about going to Auburn this year, though, right? Uh, that was the plan. <laughs> before cut, I was going to come down, catch a Braves game, right. and uh, also go check out the Auburn football team. Which is fantastic. I mean, they're both really – I've been to both little cities, as they say, little towns. Auburn's I've heard great a, things about Alabama. Auburn's cool. a town. Auburn is a town. It is a city, though. Tuscaloosa is a city. So it's a little bit more. And not like a city like you're used to in the Northeast. It's a city. But, I mean, I am very, I'm, I'm very excited. I feel like, you know, it's going to be a great thing. So Alabama and Auburn. So if you're over, on, if you're over in Tuscaloosa, I'll be there tomorrow. And, uh, and, and if you're in at Auburn on the, on the plains, I'll be there on uh, Tuesday. So I look forward to seeing that. I'll tell you some of my thoughts uh, next week on the show. I will tell you my thoughts now about the last weekend I previewed the four playoff series of last week, and I got three out of four of them right. The only one I got wrong is I had the A's beating the Astros. And now the Astros advance to the American League Championship Series, and they keep their obnoxious level going strong. The, the Astros want to somehow claim that they are victim status. Here's what I'm going to tell you. If you're a scumbag and then things start to go good for you or you're a scumbag and all of a sudden then people just start accusing you of, uh, you know, things go well for you and they want to, like, bring up your past actions and everything and you claim that you're being picked on or you claim that other people can't move on, nobody is going to feel sorry for you. Not one person is going to feel sorry for you at all. So the Houston Astros, it's great. Here's the only suggestion to the Astros. Go full heel mode. Go bad. Become the villain. When you're never going to be accepted as a hero, when you're never going to be respected as a champion, you're never going to be respected because you built your entire foundation on cheating, on trying to get one up on somebody. That's what you did. So for the Houston Astros, I would suggest embrace full heel mode. Go heel. Anthony, I know there have been great heels in wrestling, right? Uh, I love you using the wrestling terminology. And they're beloved. And, and even though I'm not a big wrestling fan, I do know that many people will turn the role of the heel into a huge success for them, right? Yeah, that could happen. That's what you want to do. I like the Rays, though. I think the Rays proved they were the best team in baseball all year as far as in the American League. And the Astros showed that at times they can get a little streaky or a little inconsistent. I like the, the, uh, the Rays pitching better, so I'll take the Rays. I want to, especially after Alex Anthopoulos joined us, I so want to pick the Braves to beat the Dodgers because I actually believe it could happen. I really do believe it could happen. And I do think there's a chance that next Sunday we could be previewing Game 7 of the National League Championship Series. I do think it's not going to be fast. I don't think it's going to be quick. I don't think it's going to be a domination the way the Dodgers dominated the Padres, a team that everybody wanted to talk, talk, talk about. You see, the Padres did a lot of talking, flamboyant, a lot of talking. The Braves are very sort of quiet. They've got some flamboyant guys on that team. But they haven't been talkers. 
I want to so pick the Braves, but I'll tell you that the Dodgers are going to win. I'll go Dodgers in six. But if that series gets to 2-2, if it gets to 2-2, I might change my pick. Might, I might have to change my pick. But I don't have the guts to make it today. So call me a coward. Call me whatever. Or you might call me smart next week. I'll say eight, the, I'll go Rays in six, Dodgers in six, and a Rays-Dodgers World Series where the most incredible payrolls in baseball going up against the least payrolls in baseball. It would be an incredible dichotomy to watch how both organizations went about their business and to see who comes out on top. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And this baseball postseason, again, great success. Congratulations to y'all. Great success. Pulling it off. And in game six tonight, LeBron James and the Lakers will win a championship. We haven't talked about it as much since earlier on in the show today, but I respect all of the NBA players. I really respect the Heat. But I respect all the NBA players, executives, commissioner, and everything that pulled off the season completion the best that they did. I think the Lakers will celebrate another championship this evening. Hopefully you're going to have a great week, and hopefully you're going to make time for us next week. Thanks, Seth Canner, and thanks to Anthony Pierno, our fine producer. Check him out at Tony Pierno on Twitter. I'm John Kincaid. Make it a great week. Have some fun. And guess what? We'll be back next Sunday with the John Kincaid Show here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.